Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Pharrell on the bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out the bad seat, the broken eight, bad apple with a bad attitude, hanging around a bunch of bad others, bad taste, bad life, bad do, bad breath, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live in the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans Studios in New York City. Millions of Americans finance the home of their dreams with their help. They can help you too. Rocket Mortgage. Push button, get mortgage. People dress in plastic bags, directed traffic, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do bit. All my friend Nick, come around, flat to flat to party up. Rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown. What a mess, this time's a tattered. My brain just splattered all over Manhattan, should do be shake out. Ooh. Are you with us tonight from New York? 855-212-4CBS is our toll-free line. It's brought to you by Geico. Great news. You can save a bunch of money if you switch to Geico. Just go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. Kyle Bailey will join us from FNC in Charlotte. He does afternoons there. And uh, we'll talk about Cam Newton. He's done. They put him on IR with his foot problems and everything else, for that matter. He's got the right attitude about it. He's like, I'm Panthers all the way. I'm supporting Kyle. I love Carolina. I love... Playing here, I'm going to come back, I'm going to get this fixed, I'm going to train, I'm going to be better than ever. I saw somebody tweet today that if the Panthers decided to move on in the offseason from Cam Newton, that they would save $19 million on the cap next year if they got rid of him in the offseason. So do you think they'll do it? I'm just saying, what happens if, this, if Kyle Allen keeps winning and they make the playoffs? You're paying him nothing? You know how this league works. You want to try win when you're not paying quarterbacks. I personally wouldn't, Cam Newton. But what if they find out if you know if this keeps going and this lingers and you get to the offseason, his foot's still hurting? Yeah. Then what happens? Yeah, it's a real problem. We'll talk to uh, Kyle Bailey coming up here in 10 minutes. At 11.03 East, 8.03 West, Rick Campbell, our buddy from NBA Radio on Sirius XM. We'll talk to him about everything going on around the association. Good one tonight. I'm watching it right now. The Lakers holding on 104.97 over the Bulls. With six minutes left at the United Center in the Windy City, they were losing this entire game, getting their ass beat. They went on a, like a 16-0 run to start the fourth. Does AD want to go over and like throw a bull jersey on for the fourth quarter? You know? Yeah, he said that's all BS. Uh, I, I don't believe any of that for a minute, that he's going to bowls in the offseason. This is the same ridiculous stuff that they do. I mean, we're a week into the I mean, season, we're and we're worried about <laughs> next summer. We're not even to January hey, He's yet. already leaving the Lakers. That guy's not leaving the Lakers. He is not leaving the Lakers. I do not believe for one minute he's going to go play for the Chicago Bulls. It's ridiculous. He should have never even said it. You know, he started talking about Chicago's the mecca of basketball and everything else. They got enough problems with the uh, popo in that city with the violence, right? Like, is it the craziest place ever now, Chicago, with the murders that go on there? Seriously, it's never-ending. The first college football playoff poll of the season is out. Ohio State jumps to number one 
Can you believe that? They jumped LSU and Alabama. Yeah, I, and, I think, and they moved Clemson out of it. I think that this, they do this stuff every year. Honestly, you could see what they're doing here. Ohio State, if you just look at what they've done, they've bludgeoned everybody, right? I mean, they have not played a competitive football game yet this year. So they're giving them style? So they're giving them that. They know that Alabama and LSU are going to play this week, so they know one of them is going to move out, and they know that Ohio State and Penn State are eventually going to play each other. So they could. It, it looks on the surface like they're throwing the dig at Clemson here, putting them five, the defending champs. I mean, Palm told us a couple weeks ago, you know, well, listen, they just their schedule is, is weak compared to everybody else. They're going to be right back in there. They'll be in there next week when the loser of LSU Alabama is going to be out. They're going to move right into the four. So what's the difference? Who, Clemson? Yeah, they're going to move right into the four. So you think the loser of that game automatically is out? Of course. You lose the game, you're, you're out of there. You're out of the top four. Ohio State's one, then LSU, Alabama, and Penn State in the uh, four spot. Clemson and Georgia are 5-6. There you go. The report last night that the Chargers could potentially uh, move to London was refuted by their owner, Dean Spanos, today after a profanity-laced emotional response denying the rumors. Do you believe Dean Spanos? Yeah, I don't believe the uh, Chargers are moving to London. Uh, if there's ever a team that's going to move to London, it's the Jaguars. I still... I, I, I'm with you. If there, if it does happen, which I hope it doesn't, uh, I think it would be them. It really is. It makes no sense with the Chargers. I, I don't. I don't get it. They should have never left San Diego. It was the bottom line? That's a whole other story. I mean, that really is. Hawks beat the Spurs 108-100. Trey Young is back 29 and 13 dimes in the fourth. The Thunder lead the Magic by three with five and a half to go. The Lakers scores 109-99 now. L.A. up. LeBron's got 30-10-9. He needs a dime for a triple-double. At the half, the Nuggets lead the Heat by 10. Will Barton has 12-6-2 for the Nugs. And... The Hornets in overtime beat the Pacers in Charlotte tonight, 122-120. Devontae Graham with 35 for Charlotte. And the Celtics beat the Cavs by six in Cleveland. Gordon Hayward had 39, seven, and eight dimes. Tristan Thompson, 19 and 13 boards for the Cavs tonight. So college basketball has started in earnest. And obviously, uh, the big games are at the Garden in New York. We already know uh, that Duke was a winner tonight. They beat Kansas. Does Duke ever lose a basketball game ever? Do they? I mean, honestly, do they ever lose? Ever? Do, have they ever lost a game? Not I, usually at the Garden, unless it's you know occasionally the St. John's, but they love playing there. I mean, is that not the craziest thing ever? I mean, every time I turn around, it doesn't matter who they put in there. It does not matter who they play. Kansas, Kentucky, Michigan State. I mean, there's just no one ever beats this guy. Have you ever seen anything like it? I mean, it's the first game of the season. Of course they win. You can't beat them. It's unbelievable. And And Zion's gone. The whole team flushes out every year to get all new freshmen, and then they come in and dominate. It really is unbelievable when you think about it. I can't even I can't even deal with it. I'm not a fan, so you can have them six ways till Sunday. Going on now, Nova leads Army 63-42. Oregon up on Fresno 41-29 in the second. 
St. Mary's is beating Wisconsin uh, 35-34 with about 14 minutes left. Auburn's up a bucket on Georgia Southern, 17 minutes left. The Kentucky game is 11-7, now 11-9 Kentucky on top at the Garden. And Gonzaga over Alabama State, 95-64. They didn't cover. They were laying like 35 or 36. Uh, Memphis, a winner, 97-64 over South Carolina State. Louisville, they're highly ranked, number 5, 87-74 over Miami. Florida beat North Florida, 74-59. Maryland over Holy Cross. Seton Hall destroyed Wagner, 105-71. Baylor, a big winner over Central Arkansas, 105-61. Xavier beat Jacksonville, 76-57. And VCU, Virginia Commonwealth, 72-58 over St. Francis of Pennsylvania. Those are the ranked teams that played tonight. So we'll keep an eye on this Kentucky-Michigan State game all night. And also, uh, just so you know, in terms of hockey tonight, the Islanders made it 10 in a row. They were 4-1 winners over the Senators at the Barclays Center, where they don't like playing, but they won. Everybody thought they weren't going to win because they went there, but they won. Uh, Devils, Jets, uh, nine minutes left, tied at one. Stars lead the Avs 3-1 to one after two periods in Dallas. Coyotes up on the Flames 2-0 in uh, Calgary. Blues, Canucks, scoreless in the first. Wild Ducks, same thing. Blackhawks, Sharks, same thing in San Jose. Flyers 4-1 over the Canes in Philadelphia. Vegas 2-1 over Columbus on the road. Canadians upset the Bruins 5-4 at the Bell Center in Montreal. And the Leafs 3-1 over the Kings. 855-2124 CBS. Kyle Bailey's up first from Charlotte talking about Cam Newton on a bench. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. Are you are you watching these guys shooting air balls? I mean, are you watching this team? How dis, I mean, they just look discombobulated. I can't even, like, watch them. Number one, my ass. They look terrible at the beginning of this game. I hope they iron it out. Michigan State looks just, uh, it's a disaster. The turnovers and the bad shots. I mean, they're shooting bricks. Oh, my God. All right. uh, Kyle Bailey does afternoons on FNZ in Charlotte. They got a lot going on down there right now with the uh, Panthers and Cam Newton. How you doing, Kyle? Scotty Farrell, good to talk to you, brother. How are you? My man. So, uh, tell me like what your show was like today with uh, this news about Cam Newton. Like you've known he's sat out for a long uh, stretch here and you've known that I guess that that he's had these problems obviously, but now that they've made it official, uh, what was the reaction that he's done? And then uh, what was the fallout of it? Like, is he, uh, you know, we asked, is he finished there forever? Like, because they could save 19 million bucks. Is that what's going to happen? Uh, I'd say that's a distinct possibility. Um, I, I think a lot of things do point in that direction. They do have the benefit of time. They do have the benefit of having him under contract through the end of next season. And if they wanted to wait it out, I think they could. The issue becomes, uh, you know, they've got some guys that need to be re-signed. James Bradbury, fantastic cornerback. Uh, Shaq Thompson, a linebacker. The list kind of goes on for a minute. But I'll say this to, to get back to your original question, too. Um, you know, I, I had a live show today at the Spectrum Center. The Hornets were playing the Pacers, and you know, I had a whole show ready. And as I'm pulling in 15 minutes to the arena before we go on air, bomb drops. Cam goes to IR, and uh, you know, everything went out the window. But the reaction was just 
about what you would expect because you got a lot of people in this city who love the guy, who revere him, respect him. And you got people here who really never liked him since day one. Some have soured on him, and some have legitimate reasons for being concerned about his health at 30 years old, being predominantly a dual-threat quarterback. Um, and, I, and I say all that to say it's, it's complicated. There's a lot of opinions about this around here. But um, I think the, uh, the finality of it, the, the possible finality of it, hit a lot of people today. So it was uh, certainly big news. So uh, let me ask you about his uh, foot. Like, what do you know about – the injury to his foot. Like, I, I've had a lot of foot injuries playing basketball. And, I mean, it is, uh, just so you know, I mean, I'm speaking from experience, I've had everything. Uh, you name it. The double plantar fascias, bone spurs, you name it. Uh, slight, small fractures. You name it. It is the worst thing in the world, if you ask me, is when your feet are shot. You can't do anything, let alone play in an NFL game. Like, you can barely walk. You can barely get from your bed to the bathroom. It's that bad. What is wrong with his foot? Well, it's... <laughs> It sounds like such a simple question, but, I mean, this has been at the core of everything we've talked about for weeks now because he got hurt in New England in week three of the preseason on a fluky play. He was trying to extend the play, probably should have thrown it away, but, you know, it turns on the foot the wrong way, and it was a non-contact injury, and we find out mild foot sprain. He's going to be fine. He's good for week one. Shows up for week one against the Rams, looks a little rusty. They lose by a field goal. But he completes 66% of his passes, so you know not too much cause for alarm. He just hadn't seen live fire in a while. And then you get to week two against uh, the Bucks on that Thursday night, or it was a short week. Cam starts seven of eight, looks sharp, and then uh, on a play after that, looks like he re-aggravates the foot. And from that point forward, he was pretty awful. And, and I say all that to say it became apparent very quickly that something was wrong. And to your point, Scott, you know, that's something that I still don't think a lot of people fully appreciate, that when you have a foot problem, as a, man, as a man who throws for a living, when you can't transfer weight, when you can't pivot, when you can't do those things, it impacts everything you do throwing the football. And, and he just couldn't do it any longer. They, they had to, to park him after that. And from that point forward, man, I know I'm being long-winded here, but it's that kind of story. He, uh, he puts out a blog series on YouTube and says that, well, if I'm being honest, I kind of concealed the injury from the coaches a little bit. I wanted to play. I thought I could go. So he's accepting a little bit of responsibility. But he ends up seeing a third specialist, the former team physician for the Panthers, who's renowned in the foot department. And nobody knows what to think. And bam, he's back on IR. And it went from maybe being out three to four weeks to his season's done and possibly his career in Carolina. So it's happened overnight here in Charlotte, that, it feels like. That's crazy. Kyle Bailey with us. He does a great show on FNZ in Charlotte in the afternoons every day. Uh, so I have to ask you, I, uh, the, the arm, like, you know, his shoulder, that was the original problem that he was having. Do you know? And then he got it fixed, right? And uh, did you think that he was? Because uh, you said he had thrown sixty-six percent in that first game, or whatever. Did you think that his uh, he was throwing the ball well? That he that he had gotten over the shoulder problems? Because I don't think he's uh, frankly shot at all at thirty. I mean, that is ridiculous for me to concede that a guy at thirty is old in the NFL at quarterback. When I got guys that are playing, he's forty-two, Brady, and he runs like my mother. And and he's still playing, so I don't want to hear that a 30-year-old guy that's his. This guy is such an absolute ripped athlete. He's a he's a freak. They called him Superman. Now all of a sudden he's, uh, you know, uh, Grandpa. I mean, give me a break. That guy's not shot at all. I don't want to hear it. I, look, I, I, I'm with you, and and again, that's something we've been talking about a lot because 
you know, he goes vegan during the off season, but turns out, you know, maybe that's not the best thing for a guy of his size. You know, whatever it was, you're right because at 30 years old, the guys had a, had a run of bad luck on the injury front. He's not 45 years old and falling apart. He still wants to play football, and the one thing that's become clear in all of this too is that there's going to be a robust market for Cam Newton so long as he can pass a physical. And there are a lot of teams out there that think he's got something left. Hell, the Panthers think he's got something left. They don't. They're not, they don't necessarily. They're not looking to necessarily bail on the guy because he can't play anymore. It's that you got a kid 23 years old on a $500,000 exclusive rights deal who next year they could offer him a million and he's got to take it or sit out. I mean, it becomes about risk and assessment and, and the math of it all. But I'm with you, and it's part of the reason that I think people here are so hesitant right now just to sign off on walking away from a franchise quarterback because that guy at, his, at the height of his power, Kyle Allen can't touch that guy. And, and franchise quarterbacks are hard to come by in this league, as you know, Scott, and just willingly walking away from one because you think he might be washed up at 30, that's a risky thing to a lot of people, and I get that too. You know what? Uh, I got to tell you, I, to, the more I think about it, the, the $19 million hit is not that big of a deal to me because no. there are guys making $35 million, $30 million playing quarterback uh, in the NFL nowadays. If you ask me, $19 million is like going out to lunch. Absolutely. I mean, Cam Newton next year is set to make $21 million. They could save 19 by letting him go $2 million that cap money. But if you pay him $21 million next year, that's six, seven, eight million million less than uh, uh, Jared Goff and uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and Matt Stafford, who even though we, he's having a really nice year, we know what Matt Stafford's done over the last handful of years. It's not a whole hell of a lot. So you're right. From a cost-efficiency standpoint, for a guy who won an MVP not that long ago, went 11-5 and and almost beat Drew Brees and the Saints in New Orleans in the playoffs two years ago, and last year started 6-2 and two before his shoulder blew up in Pittsburgh that night. And, Scotty, you remember through, six, through eight games last season, this is the same Cam Newton who was the best red zone passer in the NFL, 11 touchdowns, no picks, 124 rating, and this guy was an early MVP candidate, best completion percentage of his career. He was on his way to making the transition into North Turner's offense before he got hurt. So, again, there are a lot of valid reasons on both sides of this thing. Um, but but to say that, like you just pointed out, Cam Newton's washed up, broken, and can't play anymore, I, there's no way I'm buying that. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, Kyle Bailey with us. Let me ask you lastly, because uh, they are hot. They've won five of six, and they got this huge game with the uh, Niners. Uh, how do you think that uh, – or, or with the Packers, how do you think they'll uh, they'll do with Kyle the rest of the way? He's done a hell of a job, all things being equal. He's had basically uh, one clunker against the Niners, but he rebounded and beat uh, Tennessee and now goes to uh, Lambeau. How, how do you think they'll do the rest of the way? Because I think they win because of uh, McCaffrey. That's what, It's pretty simple for me. No, there's no question. Christian McCaffrey, there is a strong case to be made that Christian McCaffrey is the, the most valuable player in the NFL right now. Um, but because he's a running back and only one of those guys has won in the last decade, he's not likely going to be uh, the, the guy to do it again this year, even though he's on pace to put up absolutely absurd numbers. So you're right. Um, you know, the, the defense has forced a lot of turnovers. They've been opportunistic. They're not great against the run. But I will say this about Kyle Allen. He impressed the hell out of me on Sunday because he bounced back twice. He bounced back from the San Francisco humiliation, and he bounced back from a really bad start in that game against Tennessee. He was three or four of 13 with a pick. I mean, just looked like he might be set to fall apart, and the kid got better and better the rest of the way. Uh, there's arm talent there, Scott. I mean, this is a kid who was a five-star recruit, number one uh, pro-style quarterback recruit in the nation. I mean, he's always had arm talent, and that's why he's still getting chances in this league. 
Um, I, I like what he's made of. He's got a short-term memory. You know, there's a, there's a good foundation there. It's about can he keep getting better. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, great stuff as always, Kyle. Love it. Uh, thanks for coming on and talking about the Panthers and, and uh, Cam and Kyle. I hope it ends well for uh, Cam Newton. I think that my vote is to stick with him. I, I think it's a mistake to let him go because I think he'll come back to haunt him. I really do if they let him go. Uh, Kyle, thanks for coming on the bench, brother. Anytime, brother. Appreciate you. All right. Kyle Bailey does afternoons on FNZ in Charlotte. Good to have him on the bench. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. I don't know. I, I told you, Mafia, I, I told, I didn't tell Carver Hyde that I got the Blackhawks and Sharks going on uh, that game at the tank. It's on uh, NBC Sports Network, so I got that going. Uh, not that I mean those two teams have been awful this year, but that's kind of the offering for tonight, isn't it? You got Arizona Calgary, which is probably a better game going to the third two one Arizona. That's probably a better game overall. St. Louis Vancouver, do you think that's better? Minnesota Anaheim, do you think that's better? I don't. Uh, Chicago San Jose. How about this story about uh, Evander Kane? Can you believe that? You saw it. Uh, as- you know what? I, I was when I was reading that tonight. The one thing I thought of was I'm surprised it took this long. Like, I don't mean for Evander Kane. I just mean, like, this kind of story to come out. That some pro athlete has a... Well, ever since now that them having a pro team in Vegas. Right. um, They've been there for two years now. Obviously, this is their third season. But we finally get a story of somebody not paying their marker off at the casino. One of the road teams, you know, not playing. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and Evander Kane, who's got... And that's a huge rivalry... Kane, you know, he's hated by uh, the Golden Knight players. I guess that was after he got into a fight in the playoff series last year. I guess he went and spent 500 k over at the Cosmo. So it says that the Cosmo, they filed a lawsuit uh, this week in Vegas uh, alleging that Kane failed to pay back 500000 in gambling markers at the casino. Uh, he took out eight credits markers of varying amounts between twenty and 100000 on or about April 15th. That would have fallen between games three and four of the Stanley Cup first round series between the Sharks and Knights. So it shows you what he was doing, right? He was partying. That guy was gambling and partying his face off in Vegas, right? That's what that was. And um, they also seek repayment of legal fees associated with the lawsuit. Kane signed a seven-year deal with the Sharks two years ago for $49 million. He's had a, a long-standing feud with Ryan Reeves of Vegas. Uh, they got into a brawl during Game 3 of the playoff series the night before the Cosmo issued the casino markers to Kane. The rivalry made Kane enemy number one for Knights fans. They've kept it going into this season. And uh, Kane was ejected uh, for an altercation with a ref in the team's final preseason game against the Knights in Vegas. So bottom line is this. He's got to pay that or he's going to find himself uh, in all kinds of trouble. I mean, it's simple. If you may, if you have $50 million contract in your bank, in your, you know, COFR, you need to just write that check and get it over with. You owe them five hundred grand. they are going to get their money. Trust me, he's not getting away with that. Not paying his markers in Vegas, that ain't going to jive. He's not going to get away with that. Trust me, you, that dude's going to pay that bill. If it's the last thing... <laughs> That happens on the face of the earth. He's paying that bill. They always get their money. They always get it. They're going to get their money from him. Guaranteed. They'll take his house, his wife, his kids. They will get their money. Same as some other people we know around here. 
We know all kinds of people that have marker problems at casinos. Thank you. I'd like to thank my local sponsors. Uh, anyway, uh, there you go. I could care less about everyone's, uh, you know, big money problems. In, in Vegas. Can you imagine having 500,000 in markers out and you haven't paid your tab? Can you believe that? Like that guy, like who does that guy think he is? Seriously, that you walk out on that? You just think it's going to go away? Like a weather system? Seriously, how stupid do you have to be? You don't mess with those people. Believe me, you. And they're not even like, let's face facts. That place has only been open a few years, you know, 10, 15 years, maybe that Cosmo. But it's like, you know, high end. It's uh, expensive. You know, they try to make it all Gucci and uh, costly. Everything there is $15 for a drink at that place. And, and they got nightclubs in there that everybody goes to thinking that, you know, that they're celebrities and everything. So here's the deal. Like, I don't even think they're, you know, that good at, you know, that's not a place, in my opinion, seriously, that people, like, really go to gamble, right? They go to party there. They don't go there to gamble. They go there to go to the uh, bars, to the to the clubs, and to the pool, right? They got a great pool scene at the Cosmo for sure. So, and believe me, you, I've stayed there. I partied there, believe me, like a rock star. So here's the deal. I, I just don't even think, like, it's a place people go to gamble. But I, I don't even think they're that good at, you know, to be honest with you, running, you know, like, it's not a big place for people to, you know, in my view, bet, right? So when's the last time you heard someone say, I went to the Cosmo to place my sports bets? They don't, they don't do it, right? So, but I can guarantee you they are good at one thing, and that'll be getting their money. They, they, they will know how to do that. And they have sued this guy. He's doomed. He's, he's going to pay that bill, and he's going to pay the legal fees. So by the time it's over, it's going to be a million bucks. Because I guarantee you that legal bill will be gigantic. Do you know what they charge an hour for these lawyers to handle that case? I mean, it's a thousand bucks an hour. And they, they every phone call they make is a thousand dollars. They consider every move they make an hour, right? If they even blow their nose, it's a thousand bucks. So trust me, you, they're going to get their money from Evander Kane. Uh, and that's really bad publicity for uh, Evander Kane. He's already got a bad image, right? In the league, he does. The guy can play. There's no doubt he can play. But he's got a bad. He's got a bad image. Off ice, he has a bad edge. Absolutely, a, a real bad image. And so now, you know, uh, he's got this problem lingering, which is not going to make him look good. And I certainly don't think it'll make the Sharks happy. That uh, you know, it's embarrassing, isn't it? Like that they got a player that has a half a million in markers out in Las Vegas, and the entire time that he was doing it, he was during the playoff series, right? But, like he's over there drinking and gambling, and I'm talking about gambling twenty thousand, a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand. I mean, like you got to be nuts, right? So there you go. So now the uh, Kentucky lead is thirty-two twenty-three over Michigan State. I have to say, you know, the last time I said they looked terrible, they came back and tied the game at eighteen, right? Since then, they've scored five points. I'm telling you, I watched this game. And uh, in my opinion, they, you know, one of the problems I'm having with them is they, they can't shoot, right? I mean, I guess Cassius Winston can shoot. I mean, I know that he's a, a great player, but are you, like, you're not serious, right, that uh, you think they look good? Because I, I know he's always good. I'm not going to say anything bad about Cassius Winston. I think he's a great player. But here's the deal. He's got 11 in the game. And then uh, everybody else, it's a joke. They have, like, two guys with five points and one guy with two points. 
They've got literally no one scoring. They're shooting 29% from the floor. They're shooting 18% from three. And they're shooting 62% from the line. Meanwhile, the uh, Wildcats aren't much better. They are 33% from the floor, 25% from downtown, 77% from the line. The difference in the game has been uh, the free throws. Kentucky's made 14 of 18 and, you know, 5 of 8 for Michigan State. So Michigan State is flat out, you know, turning the rock over, 10 turnovers and uh, 13 fouls, and they're not shooting the ball. I mean, they're shooting terrible. Even Winston, 3 of 8, 1 of 5 from downtown, it's terrible, right? It, it's just terrible shooting. So I'm watching them play right now, and the thing that I noticed, I said this before, remember when it was like, wasn't it like, you know, it was like 19 or something, or it was, uh, what was it? They were down at least, it, it was like 13 or something to 7 or something, they were getting beat, right? And then I was saying, didn't I say, I'm like, they can't hit a shot, they're shooting air balls. I mean, they're literally taking the worst shots I've ever seen. And, and they're clanking shots off the off the iron, and they're shooting air balls. And I, I'm sitting there watching the game. I'm going, didn't I say on the air? I'm like, they can't shoot. They they look terrible. They're, they're, their shot selection is just puke. And so here I am watching it, and uh, it's gotten worse, right? They have they got it to 18 all, but now it's they've they've absolutely collapsed. They can't hit the broadside of a barn. Meanwhile. Back on the farm, were they not just rated number one in the country and the favorite in Las Vegas to win the national championship? They're the best team in the country. How does my ass sound? They they look like absolute dog doo-doo. They do. They're shooting air balls. I've seen three air balls already in the game. They are shooting, I mean, just pathetic. They look pathetic. There is no way that's the best team in the country. First of all, Duke... Uh, what are they playing with? A bunch of preschoolers? They're they're better than uh, Michigan State. I mean, they already won tonight. They beat Kansas, right? Isn't Kansas going to federal prison for all their cheating? Let's get real here. Bill Self's a cheater, and Kansas cheats in basketball. That's all they do. They're a dirty program, and that's all there is to it, right? Let's get down and dirty with Sweeney Murdy. Let's call it for what it is. Are they not facing, like, massive NCAA infractions at, in Lawrence right now? Meanwhile, they still play in big games. Have you ever seen anything like it? They're always in trouble, but they they go to the Final Four. Is that amazing to anyone? How is it that you can be in that much trouble and still play in the tournament? How how can you cheat as much as Kansas does and you're still playing in big games? You know what I mean? At any point, does the NCAA ever actually punish anyone that's good? You know what I mean? Like Kansas, do, are they actually going to be in trouble ever? Or is it just veiled threats at how they're they're nothing but trouble? They illegally recruit. They wasn't the FBI all over them? The FBI was all over self in Kansas, right? But meanwhile, they're playing in every big game in the country, every tournament, holiday tournaments, tip-off classics. Uh, you know, they'll be a number one seed in the NCAA. Do they ever get any prison time for all the cheating? I mean, honestly, seriously. But they're better than Michigan State too. So Michigan State is the most ridiculous choice I've ever seen as a number one team preseason and to win the NCAA championship. They can't even hit a free throw. They can't even hit a jump shot. I mean, they can't do anything right. I know it's the first game, 
and I know I'm critical, but when you're number one, when you're the best team allegedly in the land, bar none, right, that they're the choice of everyone, the media, everyone, and then you come out and lay this kind of an egg? I mean, what does that say about what's going on in East Lansing? Honestly, are they as bad as the football team? Because their football team really sucks. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.